Whether you are in the early stages of investing, getting ready to retire, or planning your estate, you need a financial planner who will guide you on a clear path with honesty and transparency. Shoreline Wealth Management provides clarity through the complexity. Shoreline's system is straightforward. They will understand your financial circumstances, identify goals, analyze current plans, and customize a path to position you to reach your goals. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit ShorelineWealth.com for more information today. ShorelineWealth.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA. SIPC. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Welcome to the Financial Wake Up Call podcast with Ooh. Dave Crossan. I am Vin Abenu, just merely putting out the forks and knives and setting the table, setting the table. for uh, Chef Dave, our main presenter. Dave, was, what's on the Financial wow, Wake Up Call okay. podcast this week? Thank you for that uh, lovely introduction. Yeah, get the okay. music going and yes. the food. We need a little music in yeah. the background, I'm thinking. It's That's relaxing. One thing. I wish I had the ability to play the piano or something. That would be nice. Mm. A little little background music. Yeah. I wish well, I could play the I guitar. I will work on that. Uh, that's something <laughs> for the next show. How's that? For the yeah, next there podcast. Go. There we go. Well, Vin, uh, thank you for that introduction. And this topic, uh, it's important. I like to think all of the topics are important. But this is one of those times where, you know, I may be having a conversation with a client and we go and talk about somebody's different investments, what they own, what they have. And then it hit me like a thunderbolt, Vin, to break down one of the basic investments out there that people may hear about them, um, they've been told about them, but maybe they just don't know the basic concepts of them. And what I'm going to be talking today about simply is bonds. You know, what are bonds? What do they represent? Mm. What are they all about? So let me start this way. So when you think about bonds and then you think of stocks, think of it this way. So a stock is an ownership of a company. So in other words, you buy a stock, you have ownership in this company, and let's say it publicly trades. And the objective with that is obviously the company does well and you're looking for appreciation. Some stocks may pay a dividend, so there's some income that can come from them. And some people get confused with, well, what is the difference if a stock pays me a dividend, I'm getting income, and a bond pays me interest, what's the difference? How are they uh, similar? How are they different? Well. Like I just mentioned, with a stock, you own part of the company. You own shares in the company. A bond is different. It's debt. Consider it like an IOU where a company is saying, okay, we will pay you an interest rate for a period of time. And then at the end of that time period or the maturity, then you will get the original face amount, the amount of the bond back. Okay, so let's say it's a $10,000 bond and at the maturity date, you would get that 10,000 back. Now you can buy a bond at the face amount, the original offering price. And again, I'm going to use 10,000 as my example. Let's say it's a brand new bond. Let's say it's 10 years out. I buy the bond, the 10,000. And let's say it's a 4% interest rate. I get my 4% per year. Typically bonds pay twice a year, two times a year. So in this case, I would get 200 twice a year, $400. And then if I kept it to maturity, then I would get my principal back or my investment back. Now with bonds too, if you buy bonds after they've been issued, they can be purchased for a discount less than the price of the bond, the face amount. And typically, when would that happen? If interest rates go higher, 
then the bond that I own or go to buy would typically be less in price. So in that situation, let's say I bought a bond instead of for 10,000, the original face amount, maybe I'm buying it for 9,000 at a discount because hmm. rates went up. The reverse is true that a bond can also trade above the face amount. It could be, let's put an example out there, 11,000. Again, this is just an example I'm, I'm putting out to show the difference between buying something at a premium above the face amount price or at a discount below that price. And things to consider when you buy a bond and if you hold it to maturity, that yield that you get, if you're paying more for the bond than what is actually uh, the, the price that is originally offered, your interest rate, that yield you will get will be over time lessened simply because of the fact that you still will get that interest rate, but you're going to get less back on the principal, meaning that face amount because you paid above the price of the bond itself at a premium. The reverse is true if you buy it at a discount. Again, the example I had before, let's say you bought it for 9,000, it's a $10,000 bond and it goes to maturity and I get the 10,000. Not only did I get my 4% interest, but I also made money on the bond because I paid, bought it at a discount. I there paid a lesser amount. So a couple different types of bonds, actually three that I'll bring up today, and again, bonds that it's debt. You're buying debt of, for example, a corporate bond. It's a corporation. A corporation may use this bond for a particular project, pay down some other debts that they have. Okay. They're issuing it to, to you. And basically what they're saying is we will pay you an interest rate for a period of time. And again, I'm just utilizing 4% as an example. You benefit because you're getting an interest rate of that 4%, but also the company benefits because now they can use this money for different projects or paying down debt or whatever their situation is. And now corporate bonds, when they're taxed, and I'm talking about the interest, they're gonna be taxed on the federal side and state and local, so they're fully taxable. So when you uh, get your uh, tax reporting at the end of the year into the following uh, year that you would uh, file for your taxes, you will pay on that money. In other words, it's not tax-free, it's a taxable event on the interest that you make. Now, there's also what we call treasury or government bonds. Now, similar to the corporate bond, it would pay an interest rate. The difference, though, is a treasury or government bond, let's say treasuries that you would buy, U.S. treasury bonds, would be exempt from state and local taxes. However, they are still subject to federal taxation. So you don't have the, the state and local taxes, but you do pay federally. Now you're thinking, well, David, is there a bond out there that I could buy? Maybe I'm on a very high tax bracket. Can I buy a bond that maybe has some tax benefits or exemptions from certain income? And the answer is yes. So municipal bonds, and that's a municipalities, state and local municipalities, and depending on the state you buy them in, let's say you bought a New Jersey municipality that would have the ability to be not only tax-free federally, but also tax-free state and local. Now, again, if I'm buying a New Jersey bond, but I live in a different state, I would be subject to state and local tax taxes, but federally I'd be tax-free. The objective would be if somebody's looking to be completely tax-free is to buy a tax-free bond in the state in which they live. Now, 
just wanted to go over a couple different terms, if you will, uh, and, and people you know, will have the conversation of, oh, I've heard this about a bond, what does this mean? And I just wanted to break it down uh, into the basics, a little education, if you will. So for a bond, the interest rate is what they call the coupon. So for okay. the example that we're utilizing before, what is the coupon? It basically represents the interest paid to the bondholder. Typically, a bond will pay you twice a year, sometimes once a year, it just depends the bond. But the coupon, that term simply means what is the interest that the bond holder would get. Now, the maturity, I mentioned that earlier, that basically is when the bond comes due. So in other words, I buy a bond, I am buying this debt instrument of the company itself or the government bond or the municipality, depending on what type of bond I buy, and I end up getting that paid to me, the interest rate, and then the maturity, that's when it's over. In other words, during that time frame, and when you buy a bond, you will be disclosed not only the coupon, which is the interest rate, but you'll also be disclosed when there is the maturity, when it ends, and at that point, you would get that face amount, that's the original issuing issued amount, excuse me, um, to you. So other things I wanted to bring up with that is that's the basics. You have the coupon, which is the interest rate, and then you have the maturity of when the actual bond matures. And as I had mentioned before, depending on what you pay for it, if you buy it at the face amount, that's the amount that it was issued at. The example I utilized was 10,000. If you buy it at a premium or above the face amount, typically that would be um, a situation where interest rates have gone down. So the bond is more appealing and people mm. are willing to pay more for it to get that interest rate. The reverse is true. If interest rates go higher, typically the bond would be less in value. I would buy it at a discount or less than the face amount itself. Now, it seems simple. That's you know the basics of a bond, but things to consider. So when you buy a bond, you want to look at different items with a bond. And one thing to look at is some bonds have features that they can actually be called back, where it could be a prepayment, if you will, of the bond. So you want to take a look at, well, all right, it's a 10-year bond, but is there the ability for it to be called back from the company itself? It would actually have a date. And it may say, you know, six years into the bond, the company can redeem it and give you back your money, the, the face amount to that individual. Or sometimes it may have a specified price that it can actually repay to the person who owns the bond. You want to make sure that you're fully aware of that because it may be a situation where the company has the ability to call it back. And now you're in a situation where, okay, you get the money and say interest rates are lower. Now you have to reinvest at a lower rate. And that is a risk with something like that, because why would a company want to redeem a bond early? Well, it may be a situation where they could reissue the bond at a lower interest rate to save them money or the company money. And now you're in a situation to, you're going to have to go find another place to put it. So you want to be aware if that feature exists where the company can redeem it early, call it in and redeem the bond early. And what I notice with a lot of offerings is they may have a particular price, but it may be a situation where not only is it that date, but every six months they have the ability to call it in. So you want to make sure that you're fully aware of what those features are. And that's 
something that your financial advisor should go over with you in detail to explain how that would work and things to consider. Also, too, you want to look at what is the credit risk or the default risk. And basically, you look at the bond rating. Now, there's different bond rating agencies, Standard & Poor's, Fitch. They're rating agencies where they have ratings that may start from AAA going all the way down to D um, into the junk status. Um, actually, the lowest tier would be that junk status. Now, with the different rating agencies, typically with your Standard & Poor's, you want to look at, okay, well, how is it rated? Is it considered investment grade? Is it not? Is it considered junk? And obviously, the lower the rating on the bond, the more risk you would have. Now, in a situation like that, a company that has a lower rating would typically have a higher interest rate to justify you putting your money in that direction or investing that way. So when you look at a situation, number one, we went over all the particulars of how a bond works, but you want to make sure you fully understand, well, how is this, let's say it's a corporate bond, how is it rated? What do the credit agencies say about it? And is there is it a situation where it makes sense for you to invest? You may be getting a nice, attractive coupon or interest rate, but maybe it's a company that there could be some default risk or they've had some issues or the credit agencies have rated them lower uh, in the scale of considering it possibly to be junk. And if it does default, you may not get your money back. So there is a risk. I don't want people thinking, well, David, hey, you told us a bond, you can put money into it, you're going to get your interest rate, and then at maturity, you get your money back. Well, if the bond goes to maturity, absolutely, that's how it would work. But depending on the company itself, and if there is a default with this company, there is that risk. So you want to make sure with evaluating different bonds, you are comfortable with the possible risk that is there to go over that, make sure it fits your risk tolerance when deciding to buy a bond, assuming you're going in the direction of something a little bit more risky. Of course, if you're going with a government bond, that's your higher rated bonds, more safety, if you will. The lower rated bonds would be more of your corporate bonds with the, high, with the higher interest rates. But again, that risk, you want to make sure that you're fully aware of it and fully comfortable on how things could unfortunately go the wrong direction. And that's a conversation you want to have with your financial advisor. Now, with the different interest rates that we were talking about, depending on the bond, we talked about the coupon, that's the interest rate that you would be getting, and also other types of yields that are with a bond when you're doing a calculation is the yield to coal is one of them. A callable bond, like we talk about, what if a bond is called away from you? Well, depending on what you paid for it and depending on if it gets called away from you will determine, well, what interest rate did you get? The reason I wanted to bring that up is if I'm paying a premium above what the face amount of the bond is, and it gets called away at the face amount, well, the interest rate that I got, since it got called away, I'm not actually getting that amount. I'm getting hmm. a lesser amount because I'm paying more for the bond. Ah, Think of it this okay. way. If I'm paying more for a bond and it gets called or matures at the face amount or a lower amount, the actual interest rate will be less because again, I'm getting less principal back at that situation. Gotcha. A discount, if I buy a discount bond, it's going to be more because I'm paying less than what the bond was issued for. So it's a 4% interest rate, but I'm paying less for it and it matures. 
well, that overall interest rate that I got was higher. So those are calculations that you can easily go over with your financial advisor, looking at the possibility of a call, what that is to yield to maturity, if it goes to full maturity, and that's driven by if you paid more for the bond than it was originally issued, a premium, or less than the bond was originally issued, the face amount, which would be at a discount. The reason I wanted to bring these up now especially is because then rates you know have gone up a significant amount we're starting to see bonds being issued at higher interest rates we're even seeing in your savings accounts your money markets rates are higher so people are thinking you know what david i've taken the risk of the stock market for a good amount of my portfolio and now i'm getting older i'm looking to retire i need income looking at bonds as a portion of your portfolio we now can get more attractive interest rates Better than go back to the pandemic, Vin. If you wanted to get a bond, a shorter term bond, or just a money market or a savings account, you were getting paid next to nothing. Now interest rates are going up. You're seeing money yeah. markets in the four to five percent range. That means longer term bonds are going to be paying higher interest rates depending on the credit risk and, and the different type of an investment in a bond that you're looking to do. Again, that's an evaluation you want to do with your uh, financial advisor. But bonds are becoming a lot more popular. Now, again, consider this too. With bonds, if you sell a bond before its maturity, you can get less back than you originally paid. So if interest rates do go higher, bond prices typically would go down. The reverse is true. If interest rates go lower, bond prices go up. So if you do not hold a bond to the maturity, you have to consider the fact that you may get less than you put in. So mm. I always tell people when they're investing in bonds, individual bonds, I'm not talking about a bond mutual fund, but individual bonds that they can meet that maturity. In other words, if they're thinking, well, David, I don't need this money for six years, whatever, I'm just making this up, have a portfolio of bonds that matches that. It could be a bond that goes to the six years or a laddered portfolio where the final maturity is that six years. But the objective is you don't want to be in a situation where you need to sell that bond. Interest rates have gone higher, and now you're selling it for less than you put in. And depending on how much interest rates have gone higher, that could be a negative impact on the overall value that you would get. Finally, I just wanted to bring up one last point, and this is something we've discussed before, that some bonds do have this feature. For individuals that are looking to get the highest possible interest rate, and typically what would happen if you're looking to buy a bond, the longer you go out on a bond, maturity-wise, the better interest rate that you will get. Now, some bonds do have legacy protection features, which are called survivor options. What that basically means is, let's say, then I go ahead and buy a 30-year bond, and I pass, and I'll make this up, $10,000 goes into it, 4% coupon or interest rate, and I pass away, and interest rates during that time period really skyrocketed. And now that bond is worth $8,000, and I've passed, and it's going to my family. If this has a survivor option feature, the beneficiary can go ahead and exercise that feature, and what that simply would do is give the beneficiary the ability to get that bond redeemed at the face amount, the original amount, the 10,000 in the example that we're utilizing. So that would protect the legacy or the beneficiaries from a fluctuation in my lifetime that they do not have to, upon my passing, sell it at a lesser amount. 
Now, again, it doesn't mean they have to redeem it. They could move the bond over to them and go ahead and carry out that duration, or I should say the to the maturity and continue to get that interest rate. But for people that need or want to liquidate upon the passing of the owner, if it has a survivor option feature, they could redeem it for the original face amount. Again, if it's trading for above the face amount, you wouldn't need it. You could just sell it for the higher amount. So I wanted to leave this conversation on that note. If you receive as a, a benefit, a legacy, if you will, from say a parent, a series of bonds or in the portfolio, just verify if each of the bonds has a survivor option feature. Okay. Don't just assume that if you needed to liquidate it, that you're selling it and whatever the value is, it is. You may have that feature on that bond that if the bond is less than the original face amount, it could be redeemed so that you're not giving up that amount upon just selling it in the open market. All right. Gotcha. I just want to bring that up sure. because I've been having more conversations with people about bonds because the interest rates are a lot better. People want to take some risk off the table and their thinking is, you know what, I'd rather put some money uh, in either a government bond or if I am in a high tax bracket, maybe a municipal bond to save taxes and know I'm getting that interest rate and not have to worry about the ups and downs of the stock market. Makes sense. Yeah. A lot to think about, a lot for people to uh and I just Explore want to get the basics on, on a bond. And like I always tell people, you know, when you're buying an investment, have your financial advisor go over all the details. If there's call features, what is the interest rate? You know, are you paying more for the bond than it was originally issued or less? Understand what you're up against, the good and the bad, so that you can make the best possible decision. There you go. Dave, for people who want to uh, dive into this a little bit more and ha have any questions, how can they get in touch with you at Shoreline Wealth excellent, Management? Excellent. Thank you so much. My phone number is 732-902-7880. And of course, you can visit us at shorelinewealth.com. We have offices in lovely Manchester and there Manahawken. You go. There you go. Take a trip over to Shoreline Wealth Management. Go visit Dave. And uh, he'll help guide you on that financial journey of yours. Dave, another good podcast Thank in the you. books. Enjoyed it as always. Tune in next week, another podcast, another financial wake up call podcast with Dave Cross and coming your way in a week's time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Financial Wake Up Call podcast. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. This information is not intended to be a substitute for individualized legal advice. Please consult your legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Let's face it, investment concepts and financial planning can be very intimidating and confusing. Shoreline Wealth Management addresses that feeling head on. Their goal is to educate you while offering financial advice without buzzwords and jargon. Shoreline includes you in the process and makes you comfortable every step of the way. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit shorelinewealth.com for more information and start your financial journey with comfort and security today. Shoreline Wealth Management with offices in Manchester and Manahawkin. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SI. PC.